It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Those who do not learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. We're going to look at two deals that the Washington Commanders made in 2022, whether they worked, whether they didn't, and what we can learn from them right now on Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Commanders fans? Welcome to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or your Amazon Fire Stick. And of course, we thank you for making us your first listen or view of the day. A little bit late on this episode, I was a little under the weather yesterday, so I decided to wait until I was feeling better, feel much better uh, today on Thursday. So we're dropping this episode. A little bit later than usual, but uh, getting it to you here. I am David Harrison of Commander Country, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation on Twitter at dharrison82, where I'm a credential member of the media writing about your Washington Commanders. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. First-time users, you get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. With the promo code locked on, it's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen or your first view every single day, looking at the offseason deals made by the Washington Commanders and whether or not they helped or hurt the future of the team. And we have to start with the biggest trade of the offseason, the trade for quarterback Carson Wentz. Now, I think we all agree here this trade was a bad one, right? It didn't work out. It didn't work out for Carson, didn't work out for the team. And the expectation is that both sides are going to kind of go their separate ways. Uh, Carson will probably be playing for another NFL team, probably a backup veteran role, and the Washington Commanders will have a new starting quarterback in 2023. But we're not really got diving into this from a blame standpoint, right? We're not going to look at was it Carson, was it Scott, was it Ron, was it everybody? We're not looking, was it the offensive line? We're not looking to assign blame. We're just looking to evaluate. We're just looking to evaluate moves because that is how you can draw some kind of determinations over how you value future possible deals uh, that are made in, in the same type of vein. So we're looking production. We're not looking to assign blame and, and all that stuff. It's kind of a sanitized cost valuation, uh, risk reward type of exercise, if, if you will. So math is involved. And in, I don't know whoever told you that there was no math in football, but there's a lot of math in football. So let's get down to it. Recap and trade. Washington got quarterback Carson Wentz, obviously. They also then got the number 47th overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft, which was in the second round, and number 240 overall, which was in the seventh round, again, of the 2022 NFL draft. In exchange, the Indianapolis Colts got the number 53 pick in the second round of the 2022 NFL draft, the number 73 pick in the third round, and they will get the number 79 pick in the third round of the 2023 NFL draft. That was uh, the, the draft pick that could have been a second round pick if Carson played more than 70% of the offensive snaps. But if he played less than 70%, it was a third round pick. That pick should be number 79 this year uh, of, the, of the 2023 NFL draft. So 
from a base value standpoint, the Washington Commanders invested 790 points in draft value, uh, according to our friends over at Draft Tech, in exchange for 431. So if you break that down, uh, the number 47 in the second round that Washington got was worth 430 points. The number 240 in the seventh round was worth one point. Indianapolis, meanwhile, got number 53, which is worth 370 points. Number 73, which is worth 225 points. And then number 79 this year is worth 195 points. Again, according to traditional draft value trade charts uh, provided by Draft Tech. So that means that the commanders paid in 790 points in draft value, including this year's picks, pick, and they returned 431. Those two points that they got, or two picks that they got last year, equal 431. Which means when you look at draft value, if you assign a draft value uh, number to Carson Wentz, that comes out to make out the rest of the 790 is 359, which is equivalent to the 54th overall pick, which is interesting because remember, Washington sent Indianapolis the 53rd overall pick. So essentially, you call Carson Wentz 54 overall, 47 overall, 240 overall, you get or you give back 53, 73, 79. That is essentially the trade as it turns out from draft capital value. Now, the commanders also paid out 28.295 against the cap because if you remember in that trade, they took the entire contract remaining from Carson Wentz, which was 28.295 uh, in 2022. No guarantees moving forward, and that is probably the biggest factor of this entire trade, right? Sixth highest NFL quarterback in salary against the cap in 2022. So in total, you can take that. The Washington Commanders invested in Carson Wentz alone a second-round pick, right? Because, again, his value turns out to be the 54th overall pick. So they invested a second-round pick by giving him that draft pick valuation in the Indianapolis Colts and $26 million in cap space. It's a pretty hefty investment into a quarterback, right? So how do we go about determining the return for Carson Wentz? We can just look at it and say, didn't go well, didn't do good, bad trade. Yeah, we could. Let's dive in a little bit deeper here, right? Hopefully that's what you guys are here for is getting a little bit deeper beneath uh, the surface. So to do that, I took Carson Wentz and I compared him to every other NFL quarterback that had at least 100 attempts this season. Now you could narrow it down even more, but I went with 100 because I felt like that was a fair number. Plus looking at the amount of quarterbacks that had like 5, 21, 28 uh, pass attempts, it skews the numbers a little bit too much. But 100 gives you a nice number. A solid number. There's 48 quarterbacks in the National Football League. It adds a little bit to the bottom of the pool uh, to give you a little bit more numbers. Um, now, that's for the entire season. So there are a lot of quarterbacks that are over 100, right? Why didn't we take Carson Wentz and just quarterbacks that played eight games? Well, when you trade for Carson Wentz, right, and you go back to Ron Rivera's messaging, Martin Mayhew's messaging, you're trading for your guy. This is our guy. This is our QB1. This is the guy we're going to lead the team. You're not trading for eight games. You're trading for a season. So we're going to evaluate because that's that's what the purchase was made for, right? The purchase was made for a season, not for eight games, okay? So we're going to evaluate it against the season, not just eight games. If you want to evaluate it just eight games compared to quarterbacks that play just eight games, by all means, take this math and apply it as you will. If you do, send me the results. I would, I would love to see it. But for us, for this purpose, we took every quarterback – in the National Football League that made, that made at least 100 pass attempts uh, in the season. Among those, and we took percentile rankings. So the way percentile rankings works, so if I tell you that Carson Wentz was 33rd percentile, that means he was better than 33 
percent of uh, people, which isn't obviously very high. So taking those numbers, Carson Wentz ranked 32nd out of 48 in passing yards, 1,755, which is 33rd percentile, 39th in yards per pass with 6.4, which is 19th percentile, so even lower, 30th in touchdown passes with 11, which is 38th percentile, 17th in interceptions with 9, which is 33rd percentile, 10th in pressures turned to sacks with 24.8%, which is 19th percentile. So if you look at the, the pressures turned to sacks means he got pressure and he didn't get rid of the ball, didn't escape, however it is, those culminate in 24.8% of his pressures turning into sacks. Again, not trying to assign blame. Those are just uh, how the numbers work. Now, that yards and even the yards for a pass potentially could be influenced. It could be influenced. He had 16 dropped passes, uh, according to PFF, by his receivers. If you adjust those numbers, that gives him 1,870 yards, uh, bumps him up to 31st without adjusting any of the other quarterbacks who all, by the way, had drops as well. So if you adjust their numbers, you know, it could actually even turn out uh, poorly. He threw one TD for every 25 pass attempts. So if you add in those 16 pass attempts, doesn't really add another touchdown. Uh, so no adjustments there. Same thing with interceptions. One interception uh, for even, I think it was like every 30 or so pass attempts. So no adjustments needed there. So even if you take away the drop passes by his receivers, the adjustments don't make it uh, a hell of a lot better. So now we get to the cost comparison. So that's, that's just where Carson Wentz ranks among NFL quarterbacks in 2022 that attempted 100 or more pass attempts, 33rd percentile passing yards, 19th in yards per pass, 38th in touchdown passes, 33rd in interceptions, 19th in pressures converted to sacks. And you want to be higher. You want to be 90th percentile and 80th percentile. The lower you are, the worse uh, your performance was. So now we get to the cost comparison round. Again, you spent a second round pick. That second round pick is in the 80th percentile of draft picks. So that's how high that value of that draft pick is. And then the $26 million of cap space and against the sixth highest among NFL quarterbacks this year. We only took that out of 32, the top 32 uh, cap hits this year. That's 81st percentile, which pays him uh, out to the 80 for it's 80.5, right? Round up to 81. Uh, so the cost comparison, the commanders spent in the 81st percentile of uh, expenditures. So they spent an 80th percentile pick and an 81st percentile draft cap or uh, salary cap hit to get this 28th percent, uh, 28th percentile rather uh, performance. So Carson Wentz on average among those quarterbacks, again, that had at least 100 pass attempts or more in 2022 comes in, in the 28th percentile. He's better than 28% of those quarterbacks with 100 or more attempts. Again, not very good. So that gives us a difference in, in investment. Your investment is 81st percentile. The performance of production you got was 28th percentile. Gives you a difference of 52.5 when you get down to the decimals. Decimal. So how do we apply that number? 52.5 difference. So if you add 52.5% percentile ranking to Wentz's 19th percentile ranking in yards per attempt, for example, that would then give you the 72nd percentile. 72nd percentile means that Carson Wentz would have been better than 72% of the NFL quarterbacks that had 100 or more pass attempts this season, putting him 13th overall. Among so that's ranking. So we go percentile ranking, and now you're talking about true ranking would put him 13th overall with an average of 7.3 yards per attempt instead of the 6.4 yards that he actually uh, came in at almost a full yard and in a game of inches, three feet is a long, long way. Likewise, if you were to drop Washington's investment ranking, right? So they're 81st 
uh, investment ranking percent or 81st percentile investment ranking. If you were to drop that down to where Wentz produced in the 28th percentile, you would then change that draft pick compensation from number 53 to number 189, which is sixth round pick uh, ended up being Panthers defensive end Amari Barrow, who was actually involved in another Washington deal that we'll talk about here in a minute. You would drop that salary cap hit down to $7.9 million, a difference of almost $19 million. So again, a lot of math or a lot of numbers. Uh, if you got to listen to it again, by all means, do so um, just to kind of keep up with it. Uh, but that basically shows you already knew the Carson Wentz deal really wasn't all that good of a deal. That shows you just how bad it was. A $19 million difference in what they paid for versus what they actually got. And then they paid a second round draft pick evaluation got a six round pick uh production so that is our evaluation of the carson wentz draft pick hopefully you were able to stick with those numbers uh i do like numbers from time to time so hopefully that wasn't too much for you again if it was great thing about recordings you can go look at it or do it uh again listen to it again we are going to look at another deal that the washington commanders made don't worry this one turned out much much better for them that coming up here on locked on commanders and today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, and news and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional sport and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to esports. We got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love your sports podcast, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to find more at BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Diving more into the math here on the Washington Commanders, looking at another Washington Commanders deal made in the 2022 offseason. Thanks again for making us your first listener, your first view every single day. Make sure you're also subscribed to the Locked On NFL podcast where you get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes Locked On NFL available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So this, this deal that we're about to break down went much, much better for the Washington Commanders. So don't worry, it's not all bad news. And we're talking about the draft weekend trade in the first round. The Washington Commanders end up with pick number 16 in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft, which they then use the draft wide receiver Jahan Dotson, end up with pick number 98 in the third round, which they use for running back Brian Robinson. And then they end up with pick number 120 in the fourth round, which they then trade to the Carolina Panthers. They get Sam Howell, they get Cole Turner. Carolina Panthers get Amari Barrow, who we just mentioned in the previous segment, uh, among other uh, picks. New Orleans Saints in that pick get pick number 11 in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft, and they turn that into wide receiver Chris Olave and nothing else. Now, valuing. So we're going to start there. Start at pick 11, pick 16. Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, valuing those two wide receivers, and we're valuing them against rookies. So you're talking about draft capital. So we're not talking about veterans. We're not talking about, uh, you know, if this was the A.J. Brown trade, I mean, you would have to evaluate A.J. Brown and what he brought to the Philadelphia Eagles versus what 
Traylon Burks bought to the Tennessee Titans. That that would only be the fair way to evaluate the deal. But this trade included just draft capital, so we're only sticking to draft picks. We're only sticking to rookies, regardless of targets. Like one target, you're on the list, buddy. You're in the ranking. There were 34 total receivers in 2022 that received targets. Now, the, the categories we use to measure these, these percentiles, measure, we measure targets, receptions, yards per reception, TDs, and drops. And then we divided those percentile rankings by five to get your average percentile ranking. You with me? All right. Jahan Dotson finishes in the 57.8% percentile. Percentile. 57.8 percentile. So you call him 58th percentile. Uh, for his draft class that puts him 14th out of the 34 rookie wide receivers that received targets now how do we get there in targets john dodson was 76th percentile again remember the higher the number the better so like 76th percentile means he got more targets than 76 percent of the rest of the rookie class receptions 25th percentile now that's not uh, as good not not where you want it to be yards per reception 74th percentile again very good tds 99th percentile Number one in the class, tied with Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers with seven drops, 15th percentile. Now, that doesn't mean he had fewer drops. That means he had more drops than 85% of the class. But to be honest, that that number is very, very tight. So all those numbers average out to 57.8 percentile. So 58th percentile is what we rounded up to, putting him 14th in 14th out of the 34 uh, rookie wide receivers. That's that's where it would. 58% 58% is 14 out of 34. I did not get everybody's percentile rankings. Okay, so let's let's be clear on that as well. Now, for Chris Olave, he finished 91st percentile in targets, 91st percentile in receptions, 68th percentile in yards per reception, which you remember, Jahan Dotson, 74th, Olave, 68th. Olave, Olave 88th percent in touchdowns and 15% in drops, had the same amount of drops as Jahan Dotson. Um, and he finishes with a 70.6%, so 71st percentile among the rookie receivers, makes him the 10th out of 34 possible rookie receivers. Now, again, we didn't break that down by game. We didn't break that down. You know, Jahan Dotson missed more time, so maybe his catches go up if he doesn't miss that time. His targets probably go up, which means maybe he's even higher. You know what I mean? This isn't to, to, to gauge potential. This is to gauge just what they got out of a full year with nothing taken away, nothing taken out of, out of consideration for injuries, stuff like that. Because again, you draft a guy, you're not drafting him for you know a full season minus five games. You're drafting him for the full season. Just the Saints got more games out of Olave, which is why his numbers are a little bit higher. But they got those, so we're, we're not going to take those away from the Saints uh, either. So four spot difference between Olave and Dotson when Washington dropped five spots in the deal just to to, to get them. Uh, and then they turn that trade into even more capital, bringing in Sam Howell and Cole Turner. You'd have to dive into even more math. You'd have to take their draft uh, percentiles, draft class percentiles, add them together, average them out to get that pick. And, and that's a whole lot more math that we don't need to go. But bottom line is just with how close Dotson and Olave are here in percentile rankings, when you add Brian Robinson, when you add these other guys, the Washington Mayors won that deal. Absolutely hands down won that deal. And honestly, I think when you look into the future, Chris Olave might become a very good receiver in the NFL, but John Dotson also might become a very good receiver in the National Football League. And then if Washington finds their starting quarterback and Sam Howell, I mean, that just sends the trade uh, through the roof after using that capital to do this. So I think we can just stop there with John Dotson, Chris Olave. Even though Olave actually comes in higher, when you look at the rest of what we we would have, uh, the the commanders won 
that pick or that trade. So there's our second deal. Again, a lot of math. Hopefully you guys can keep up with it. Hopefully I explained it well enough for you guys to be able to keep up with it. I know that can be a little bit difficult sometimes, but it brought up in question in my mind, how well did Sam Howell do among other rookie quarterbacks? We know this rookie quarterback class wasn't all that highly touted uh, coming into the NFL draft. Only Kenny Pickett really started uh, the majority of the season. I know Brock Purdy has done something. So um, I wanted to look at the entire draft class and kind of take it and, and see where we got where Sam Howell ended up. So eight rookies, rookie rookie quarterbacks registered a single drop back or more in 2022. Those guys are San Francisco 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy, Bailey Zappi of the New England Patriots, Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Desmond Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons, Skylar Thompson of the Miami Dolphins, Malik Willis of the Titans, Anthony Brown of the Baltimore Ravens, and of course, Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders. We measured completion percentage, yards per attempt, touchdowns per game, interceptions per game. So here we did go per game, not because we're comparing draft capital, you know, spent versus we're not, we're not evaluating the value of the pick. I just want to see where Sam in his one game, if you extrapolate that, how well does that rank uh, amongst his rookie class? So again, different, different view, different lens we're putting on this evaluation, which is why we go to the per game measurement versus the full season uh, measurement. So hopefully you guys are tracking that in that per game. Measurement, Sam Howe comes in 37%, 37th percentile in completion percentage, 99th percentile in yards per average. That's very good. Uh, or yards per attempt, rather. Uh, 62nd percentile in touchdowns per game, 12th percentile in interceptions uh, per game. So one game, one interception, that's not a very good average. One game, you know, one interception per game, uh, that's not a very good average. Now, in total, that puts Sam in the 53rd percentile, which is fourth best among all of those eight. Uh, rookie quarterbacks and again he was the sixth quarterback drafted so fourth best in percentile rankings uh sixth drafted i'd say that in one just one game alone the watch commanders looked like they came out with a very good deal there so again a lot of math that we're going to end the show without a lot of math so uh if you if you're mathed out i understand hopefully again you were able to stick with me through that um again if if, if you have a hard time go back listen to it again if you decide to take kind of the same valuations and calculations uh, and, and and apply them differently, share them with me. I would love to see them. Uh, absolutely. Coming up, we're going to talk about some more simplistic things, uh, football games, schedule news, and what your assistant position coaches are up to here in the offseason. That's, that's coming up next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and the calories, then you got to try Built Bar. With Built, health is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You're not even going to realize while you're eating it that's actually good for you. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievably delicious flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Also, cookies and cream, which you can find in a store near you. More on that in a second. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't need to wait around to get a box. It used to be you just go to Built.com, you place your order, use a promo code LOCK15, and you have to wait in the mail. You can still do that. But if you want to go to Walmart, you can grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Just go to the pharmacy aisle. They're there with all the Atkins bars uh, and all that stuff. Or if you're near a Sam's Club, you can go in there and get a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You'll thank us later. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Commanders with some news. No more math, guys. We're just looking at news here. First up, four Washington Commanders assistant position coaches will be coaching at the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. I will be down there that week. It's always a fun week to be down there, and I'm super excited that there are going to be four Washington Commanders assistant coaches. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, the, 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 the Reese's Senior Bowl is changing the way they're doing coaching staffs this year. Used to be they would just bring an entire coaching staff. And like the Carolina Panthers, your entire coaching staff goes to Mobile, and you coach the national or the American team, whatever you're assigned. Now what they're actually doing is they've partnered up and we've seen some other bowls and some other all-star games do this. They're taking coaches and they're elevating them a spot. So if you're a coordinator, you might be a head coach. If you're a position coach, you might be a coordinator. If you're an assistant position coach, now you're going to be a position coach to give these coaches more exposure, one, more influence, uh, you know, working with other people and more experience. Now you're the person in charge versus the person assisting where you're the coordinator versus the position coach, et cetera, et cetera. So we already know. Washington Commanders are sending four assistant position coaches to Mobile to be position coaches. We don't know who they all are. Reese's, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl guys, they're releasing that. That's kind of a trickle-down information uh, method. At the time of this recording, though, we do know that assistant defensive line coach Ryan Kerrigan and assistant running backs coach Jennifer King are both going to be in Mobile, both coaching those position groups. So Ryan Kerrigan will be the defensive line coach. Jennifer King will be the running back coach of the national team. Now, the national team coaching staff, their head coach is Las Vegas Raiders defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham. So Ryan Kerrigan, not only is he going to be a D-line coach, but he's also going to get some influence from a D coordinator, Patrick Graham, who's worked with the likes of Max Crosby uh, and some other guys. Offense coordinator will be Saints quarterback coach Ronald Curry. So Jennifer King will be running the running backs for the national group, but also getting some influence from a Saints quarterback coach. Might be a good thing, might not be a good thing. Defensive coordinator is going to be the Steelers defensive back coach. Grady Brown. So again, Ryan Kerrigan will be getting influence from us. So this is kind of a, a mix up. You know what I mean? You work with other people, you get some new ideas, some fresh ideas. You also get to, to show your skills uh, and gain, gain some more experience. So very excited for all those guys. Interesting notes here, the American team. So the opposing team for the two commanders, assistant position coaches. Look, I don't know that they'll all be on the national team. Like the other two assistant coaches could be on the American team. We might see commander on commanders. Uh, there at the senior bowl, but the American team offensive coordinator is Falcons quarterback coach, Charles London. You might recognize that name because he has been named as a candidate to uh, potentially fill the open offensive coordinator job for the Washington commanders. So I don't know, assistant receiver coach maybe works with the American team and gets some firsthand exposure to Charles London, brings it back to Ron and Martin, you know, a little bit of a, an advantage there. So keep an eye on that, but super happy. Congratulations to Ryan Kerrigan. Jennifer King, both coaches, for getting their chance uh, to coach there at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Also, the NFL announced on Thursday morning that the Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Kansas City Chiefs, and the New England Patriots will all host overseas games in 2023. The Bills, Titans, and Jaguars will all do so in London. 
the Chiefs and the Patriots will do so in Germany. They're all AFC teams because all the, the AFC has the extra home game in 2023 thanks to the new 17-game schedule. Uh, so the AFC is the conference that will lose that extra home game uh, to overseas. The NFC did it this past year. Washington only has New England on their schedule as an away team. So new ownership, new quarterback, New England Patriots in Germany, maybe the Washington Commanders head over to Germany with them. And who knows, guys, you could see hard knocks, a game in Germany, new quarterback, new owner, all in one year. It's 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 going to be uh, one heck of a ride. So buckle up, get ready for it all. Uh, again, thank you all for joining me here on Locked On Commanders. Making us your first listener, your first view every day. Again, hopefully hopefully, I broke down the math simple enough. I tried, um, but it's it's hard to communicate those kinds of numbers sometimes. So hopefully that worked out. For your second listen, check out Locked On NFL Podcast, bringing local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations with the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. If you got questions or topics you want us to discuss, especially now in the offseason, Send in your questions, send in your comments, your topics to LockdownWashingtonCommanders at gmail.com or hit the LO Commanders DM at LO Commanders on Twitter. I'm David Harrison of Commander Country on Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, credential member of the media on Twitter at tharrison82. want to thank you for making this show your first listen for you every single day and making us part of your football routine, even in the offseason. If you're out and about, please be safe and kind. If you're a Washington Wizards fan, make sure you check out my work now at Inside the Wizards. Just started with them uh, as well. So make sure you check that out. As always, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and thank you for joining me right here on Locked On Commanders. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.